Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 26 of Season 2 is entitled, The Truth Shall Make You Free. I never get tired of the following statement of Christ, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It links three of the most important quests of man, knowledge, truth, and freedom. From the beginning, philosophers have asked, what is truth? Science thinks it has found truth in temporal laws, but they are only a third right. We are both spiritual beings and temporal beings, mortal beings and immortal beings. That which is subject to entropy cannot be the whole truth. Truth must encompass past, present, and future. Science is locked into the vault of time where everything has a beginning, middle, and end. Science brilliantly uses deductive and inductive reasoning to arrive at truth, and it applies the scientific method to validate truth. It is an effective tool in discovering the mechanical workings of a world ruled by temporal laws. The more we know about true science, the better off we are. Science is essential in surviving in a temporal world. The primary problem of putting our entire hope in science is that we cannot see beyond the mechanical world. Science compares the universe to a clock and man to a machine, thus denying him free will and agency. Science contains truth. However, truth is greater than science. Science is only a third part of its own Venn diagram. Science claims that because the universe is a clock in a world of entropy, the clock will eventually run down, hence the giant heat death. Science also claims that because man is a machine ruled by temporal law, man does not have free will. That leads us back to the words of Christ, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It follows for Christians that rather than make us free, science claims that we are mere robots, biological machines, androids, computers, or mechanical devices created by accident. Therefore, we must accept the limitations of science and, while taking advantage of its keen knowledge of mortal matter, look elsewhere for additional truth, truth that accounts for free will, agency, freedom, and liberty. In other words, science limits its knowledge by focusing entirely on the body. We must expand our knowledge by also focusing on the soul. In the creation story, we are told, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Genesis 1, 26-28 In the above we learn some very significant truths about us. We are made in the image of God. We are made after the likeness of God. We have dominion over all the earth. We are male and female. We are blessed by God. We are to be fruitful. We are to multiply and replenish the earth. And we are to subdue the earth. But that is only part of the creation story. In Genesis chapter 2, we learn another truth. 
And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Genesis 2.7 In other words, we are formed of the elements of this earth. We have an immortal spirit called the breath of life. Life is not in the body formed of the dust. Life is only in the spirit. Therefore, it is only in the spirit where free will exists. Science affords us a temporal freedom by teaching us how to cope in a hostile world. Science gives us doctors and hospitals and medicines and technology and advice on how to care for ourselves. However, science has its limitations. Also, we learn in the story of creation that we have a living soul, meaning we have both a mortal body which dies and an immortal spirit which never dies. We learn that there are at least two kinds of matter, mortal and immortal. Mortal matter is subject to entropy. Immortal matter isn't subject to entropy. The closest science can come is to prove that matter and energy cannot be created or destroyed. Let science do what science does best, but keep in mind that science is not qualified to instruct us on the existence of the soul, on the existence of God, on the existence of free will, on the validity of religion, or even on the origins of life. Some things, such as the existence of the soul, or the existence of God, or the existence of free will, cannot be proven or disproven in the scientific laboratory. Science deals with death. Without death, there would be no science. Science cannot exist without the sense of smell. Science is also limited to finite things. Science ends where infinity begins. Whenever science wanders into infinity, it is out of its depth. With oxygen deprivation, science begins to sound silly, disoriented, and nonsensical. With all of its posturing, science can know nothing about infinity. It is beyond their language, which is mathematics. Infinity in math is merely a word that has no meaning, for it cannot be calculated. One of the greatest quests of mankind is to search for truth that makes us free. That means that we must search for the whole truth. It may include physical laws, for science is part of the equation, but it may not exclude the metaphysical laws that are the realm of faith and religion. Christianity is unique among all other world religions because of its belief in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior and Redeemer of the world. Without that belief, Christianity is nothing but a pile of proverbs. Another unique element of Christianity is the belief in the resurrection of all mankind, also brought about through the atoning sacrifice of the only begotten Son. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. The resurrection changes our mortal body to an immortal body which is beyond the realm of science. Among many other doctrines, there is a third element of Christian dogma that sets Christianity apart from all other religions. It is of tremendous importance, but not always considered. It is this. Christianity embraces all truth regardless of where it is found. It is Christ who gives us life. Therefore, the Spirit of Christ is given to everyone at birth. It follows that truth may be found in every people, land, culture, tradition, religion, philosophy, etc. on this earth. Christians should never forget that we are all children of God, equal in the sight of God, for God is no respecter of persons. Paul said, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. 
True Christianity embraces all truth regardless of its source. Imagine Western culture without Greece. Would there have been a Milton without Homer? Would there have been a Milton, Spencer, or Shakespeare without the Bible? Christ is the fountain of all truth, but Christ created us all, both Christian and non-Christian. Every human being has access to truth. To deny someone truth because they are atheist or theist is narrow-minded. To deny someone truth because they are Christian or non-Christian is a denial of Christ. Christianity is not the reservoir of all truth. Christianity is a filter through which all spiritual truths are measured. Not all of the teachings of man are true, but all that is true is accepted by Christian theology regardless of where it is found. Law cannot contradict law. The greatest quest man can make on this earth is to search for truth. Otherwise, how can truth make us free? Rather than reject truth because of its source, one would be better to refine his filters. Christianity may have all truths necessary for salvation, but may not have all truth regarding science and philosophy. What sets Christianity apart is that it believes all truth when it is discovered. Otherwise, it becomes bogged down in orthodoxy. There are truths to learn from every religion and from every science and from every culture. I despise those who rewrite history and change the past to meet present necessity. I applaud those publishers who continue to compile the greatest thoughts of man through the ages and to set such as great books, world literature, etc. If one discarded books of science because the authors were atheists, what a sad world we would live in. It is no less sad to discard books of religion because the authors believe in Jehovah or in Buddha. Do we discard Homer because he believed in other gods? Do we discard Milton, Spencer, or Shakespeare because they had different religious beliefs? If one discarded truth because opinions differed on small matters, education would come to a standstill. If one discarded the truths of poetry because the poets were imperfect, perhaps the greater imperfection lies in the one who judges too narrowly. Truth cannot be divorced from law, temporal law and spiritual law. All truths of this earth are governed by the principle of causality. Truth can be proven by obedience to law. If we know the conditions, we can determine the effects and prove law. That applies to temporal laws and spiritual laws. The Lord told Malachi, Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. That promise applies to all the laws of God. All truth must be bounded under one all-consuming whole, or truth makes no sense. Of the triadic triumphs of Christ, one of the most coveted is omniscience, all-knowing. Christ condemned all those who looked too narrowly upon truth. In fact, Christ, like many of his prophets before him, such as John the Baptist, was killed because he taught truth. I love the following phrase that describes the millennium, and the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. Let me conclude with my image of the Venn diagram. On the one hand, Christ is king. Everyone must answer to Christ, and that is absolute. He alone is the Savior of mankind. Therefore, no truth can be complete that does not have Christ at the center and include all the teachings of Christ. All laws come from God, both temporal and spiritual. Therefore, the center of my Venn diagram of truth would be something like this. Temporal law, which includes all the rules of science, spiritual law, which includes all the absolute laws of God, and the true writings and experiences of humanity, which includes all the children of God. In our search for truth, we must use all our senses. 
We must have eyes that see far off, ears that hear the word of God, hearts that feel the spirit of God, minds that comprehend the mysteries of God, and finally, the gift of the Holy Ghost who reveals all truth. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.